So 14 days till Christmas. How you doing? Are you starting to feel a little of the stress? Well, this morning, I, I just want to talk to you just as family and maybe friends. And so I'm going to share just a few things. I'm going to share some statistics. and I'm going to share some personal stories. I'm just going to get real about what the stress of Christmas, because right now, we're in Christmas, and I, and I trust when we're through with this message today, if you're not there, you'll be adding Mary to your Christmas. As you go out and you greet people, as we go around the stores, we're not really hearing that much anymore. You know, we'll say that. We'll kind of get some funny looks, but uh, we believe it's Merry Christmas. So, so I, gathered, I gathered up some, some statistics, and so some of these are just for fun, but here's some things I want to just share. So the Christmas card sent $1.5 billion. So... We used to get about 20 or 30 Christmas cards. Now we're down to about five because most of us now are getting the Christmas cards on Facebook, those kind of reminders. Here's a kind of interesting statistic. Um, the, little, the little Santas, the little chocolate Santas wrapped up like Santa Claus, 150 million of those sold. I'm probably responsible for eating at least 50 million of those chocolate Santas. I'm not quite sure. How about Christmas trees? 26.3 million Christmas trees sold. 1.32 billion trees. So again, our, our Christmas tree is still tucked away because there's just no place for us to put that. How about the amount of money we spend on Christmas gifts? The average family spends about $805. Credit card debt, 986 because when we do a, a dinner for somebody, I don't know how a Christmas dinner for eight people could turn into $300, but it does. So those end up on our credit card. It takes about five months to pay those off. Those are just average statistics. So the retail sales, six. $656 billion. Here's an interesting package is sent by UPS alone, $630 million UPS. And so I, I told Chair I was going to share just a few, a few personal stories. So FedEx has been at our house probably 10 times in the last 10 days. And so I, I won't give all the details. <laughs> so Terry ordered for our, our soon-to-be master bedroom some rugs. And they showed up in parts and pieces. One UPS driver there is at 5 o'clock. Another one's there at 8 o'clock. I'm unloading lugs. The next day, another, another driver shows up. And the next day, another driver shows up. And the next day, another driver shows up. And so I think we counted last night. We have 20 rugs in our house. We ordered five. And so we spent hours yesterday going through inventorying what we have. And Terry's on the phone with the, with the people she ordered from trying to get that uh, scored away. And so, uh, again, we're responsible for that. So this is probably not a surprise. Men procrastinate shopping over women. So how many guys still got your shopping to do? You don't have to raise your hands. I see a few hands, right? Uh, I, I'm one of those. And I did buy one package so far for Terry and gave it to her early. Here's some other statistics for you. Who's celebrating? Nine out of 10 Americans will celebrate Christmas. 75%, three quarters of Americans believe in, in the birth of Christ. 96% of the children, Christmas Christians will celebrate Christmas. So I don't know what's happened with the other 4% of their call themselves Christian, but 96% will and 66 Christians see it as a religious holiday. Here's what people look forward to. 69% spend time with family and friends. And so how many of us are going to gather with family and friends over the holidays? And again, Jeff announces, if you're not going to be with family, there's going to be something here where you could be with this church family. 11% will attend a religious service. And 7 people, 7%, that's pretty small, are happy and joyful. 7%. We need to raise that statistic up a little bit, folks. How about holiday stress? The top four things people dread at Christmas. The long lines and the crowds. Been there, done that. Gaining weight. I'm already started gaining weight, and I think that's from Thanksgiving. 
And uh, 24% dread seeing certain relatives. I'm going to tell you a story about that. 15% dread being nice. <laughs> so this is something, I looked at a bunch of statistics. The last one, this is the last one. It says, Christmas is the sixth most dreadful, stressful event in people's lives behind death, divorce, moving, changing jobs. And we're celebrating the birth of our Lord. So there we go. There's a Black Friday shot. So I don't know how many of you are involved in Black Friday or now it's Black Thursday afternoon or Thursday morning. It kind of got extended. But uh, I, I was just going to tell you a couple of my stories. So occasionally, Terry will text me and say, hey, can you stop at Costco and get this for me? So when you have to circle Costco four times to find a place to park and go in, I feel like I'm a fish going the wrong direction upstream, <laughs> baskets banging into people and people reaching over you. It, it, it's hard. I get what Terry calls the beady-eyed look. And so um, that's one of, my, one of my challenges. I go to Costco any other time. Now, I have to confess, just before Thanksgiving, I needed some, some things for my home. And so I parked almost over to where Bed and Bath Beyond is, and I crawled over into Costco, and I grabbed the things that I needed. I skirted down the back aisle, and I thought I was almost out, and I got that dreaded text from Terry. He said, can you get this for me? Which is all the way across the other side of Costco through the, through the barrage of people. My Office Depot story. Christmas time, I'm shopping. I think I've told this story before. Actually, it wasn't Office Depot. It was Staples. And I was looking for a computer, and I was in the line, and I was waiting, and I was waiting, and I couldn't get service, and somebody was helping me, and then, and then they went away, and it seemed like for, for, for several minutes, maybe seemed like hours, I just wasn't getting help, and I was getting frustrated, and I started to kind of get the, what Terry Kinnick calls the BDI look, and I was just about ready to unleash on a salesperson, and the person came up to me and said, hey, aren't you Richard from Agape? So, I, I, I was very humbled by that. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't say anything I had to repent for out loud. How about the traffic? Just driving around a parking lot shopping, can you just, is it a little bit tough? Friday afternoon, Terry and I came up to Home Depot to look for just a couple things for our house. And we're driving home, and normally I live on the outskirts of Arroyo, so I'll go around the back way, 227. But I'm on the freeway. Jeff Strasberg and I were trying to catch, connect with each other. So I got a hold of Jeff just as I'm ready to climb over the hill into um, to the, to the beach area. And there's a sea of red lights as far as you could see down the road were there. And so we quickly went from 30 to 40 to maybe five miles an hour. And so as we're driving, I'm talking to Jeff. Jeff is leaving Napomo. And as we talk, he's in Grover. He's headed to Shell Beach. As we talk pretty soon, he pulls into the place he's going to park in Shell Beach. And I think I made it about two miles, or maybe, maybe not even that far. And so I don't know about you, but sometimes the hair on the back of my neck goes up in those stressful situations. And then the Terry saying, why didn't you go this way? Or why didn't you go that way? And so, again, the beady-eyed look. So how about family gatherings? So I'm going to just tell you a couple of stories of our family gatherings. So... Uh, I think one of my most favorites, we, we were in the church for a while. We invited Pastor Mike and Jan over to our house for, for Christmas dinner, and uh, our house was full. Terry's got a turkey in the oven, and uh, it's, it's almost ready, and then all of a sudden, well, but just to make a long story short, the fire department came for Christmas dinner that night, that time, 
And uh, we don't quite know what it was. It was a grease fire, but um, that was kind of a, we turned a fun event to a stressful event. And there was my brother-in-law, Bill. So Bill, um, is a, and now he's an ex-brother-in-law, that whenever we would gather on Christmas, he was the one that would come and say the inappropriate things. He would be the one to be controversial. He knew everything about everything, and if you didn't know, he would tell you anyway. He was an authority on politics and religion and carpentry. And, and when you were around Bill, I, I love Bill. His life is, is definitely has changed. It just wasn't pleasant to be with him. I know that probably most of us have the, the, the challenging relatives, the challenging situations um, that come. And I, I'm not making light of those things because I think we all, we all experience some of that. Maybe most have experienced some of that. And uh, I, I know as a child at home, you know, some of those got to be, it's kind of interesting in our home, they got to be started off smooth, and before the end of the night, everybody was mad at one another. This is, this is as a child at home, not at home. Well, that's happened before too, but, but, um, but, then, uh, um, but then we would be back together again. It was like it had no impact, right? So, um, so here's kind of my heart of this morning. I just want to talk to you about family, about having a great Christmas and putting Mary into Christmas. And so um, I have a scripture out for you. It's out of Luke 2, 2 uh, 1 through 20. I'm just going to read it to you. I didn't put a PowerPoint on it. It said, this is verse 8. This is 1 through 20. It says, now there was in the country, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said, do not be afraid. For behold, I come to bring you great tidings of great joy, which for, will be for all people. I want to talk about turning our Christmas to a season of great joy. And so maybe we're still shopping. Maybe we still got things to do. Maybe we have some of those family things. But I believe us as, a, as believers, we can be the ones that will carry joy, conduits of joy. It's kind of how I wrote it out. I, I, if I wrote down, like if I wanted to write down a takeaway from my message, is that you would look back and say, 2016 was different in my surroundings, different in my homes, different in my parties. And so that's my heart this morning. These this are two things that, that I thought about for me, that um, when I look back over times where I felt like, like a, an overwhelming sense of joy. And one was, uh, and I, don't, I can't even tell you when this Christmas is, but I can see the scene in my mind. It was a Christmas morning, it was around my house, and my kids were there, and my grandkids were young, and our living room was not really sizable, but sizable. And there was chaos everywhere. There was wrapping all over the place and people yanking and pulling to open up their packages. It's exciting. And I looked around and the promise the Lord gave me when I became a tither was that he would open up the windows of heaven and pour a blessing on me so large that I can't contain it. And I was kind of thinking that was going to be a financial blessing. And I've been financially blessed. But when I saw my family, I was overwhelmed overwhelmed with the blessing of my family and getting along. And years have passed. Some, some are no longer there. They graduated to heaven. Circumstances have changed. That was probably one of the most uh, remindful times of me, of just a great joy. The, uh, last week or two weeks ago, my wife and I, we, we obviously babysat. We kept three of our grandsons when my daughter was out of town, a 17-year-old, a 14-year-old, 15-year-old, and a 12-year-old. And uh, as I was one day I left before them and I was coming back and they were going to school and two of my grandsons were, were passing me and their arms were waving like this at me. And I thought, what a, what a blessing. What a blessing that my, my kids didn't hear who was around. They were going to wave to their papa. They were going to make sure papa saw them. So joy is something we all long for, 
my experience, this is Galatians 5.23, we know the scripture, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I didn't put it up there, but I got it out of the message, and I want you to hear it from the message, and think about us at Christmas time when we're, we're, we're involved with people. So this is, this is out of the message, but what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much more the same way fruit appears in orchard. And so, yeah, I think sometimes for, for, to receive joy, you've got to look around and see the gifts that the Lord's bringing into your life. And sometimes they might seem like a nuisance. They might seem like, a, like there's trouble. They might seem like there's work. But there's gifts that he brings into our life, just like fruit. And if, and if you know what a small fruit, we've all seen how they'll grow and develop, and there'll be a sweetness when they're ripened. So I'm just going to back up this so it makes sense. So he brings gifts into our life, much the same way fruit appears in, in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, and serenity. Guys, we're the conduits of that. When you go into the store, or you're with your own family, or whatever you're doing at Christmas, we're the ones. We're, we're the Christian. We're called to that. So we develop a willingness to stick, things, stick with things and a sense of compassion in the heart. And a conviction that is basic holiness permeates things and people. God, we're the conduits. We're the carriers of that. We're the one that can make the difference, not only in our family, our coworkers. You know, Jeff shared the, the, the card about inviting someone to Christmas. I read one of these statistics that 40 to 50% of people would come to a church service if they're invited. If they were invited. You have an opportunity to invite somebody. It says that number goes up significantly. If you, if you bring them, I'll take you to church. So you guys could be a, a conduit, a carrier of joy by inviting somebody and let them come and be ministered to. And so Terry and I are working on our neighbors, Mike and Kelly. They become like kids to us. Just believe that, um, that they're going to be here. They're, they're growing in the, in the Lord. We're not quite sure where the relationship is, but we have an assignment. We're working on that. And I trust you do too. If you have that card, maybe the Lord will present somebody for you or multiple people for you. I know even Jeff shared this morning, our, our team's carrying out, giving out just hundreds of cards to people. So, so I just finished the rest of Galatians. It says, we find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way into life, but able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. And I think about spreading joy in hard times, in tough times for people on the street. I can't think of a better thing to do. I'm sure it's more, it's more, more meaningful and their kids are younger, so they're packaging their tree, but the package is underneath their tree, if you're being used by the Lord of that. One of my all-time favorite scriptures. So Paul wrote to Philippians. This is his first church that he helped plan or start in uh, Macedonia. He wrote, to, he wrote to the Philippians. And I, as I read Philippians, it reminds me a little bit of agape. He's writing to his family, and he's talking about things for his family and, and things they need. There's a little bit of, a, a little bit of um, issues he was trying to resolve, but this is the one that I go to more than anything else. And I was going to say, for me, if there's a prescription for joy, prescription for peace, it's the Philippians 4. And, it's, and the first of it starts as rejoice in the Lord always, and again I will say rejoice. That's like taking two aspirin and call me in the morning. If you don't start with a rejoice, the rest of this stuff is kind of going to be a little more difficult for you. So rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. And you have to look for things to rejoice in. You know, I showed the picture of the, of the, uh, of the traffic jam on, on the freeway and we're talking about traffic. 
brought me to one of my trips in Kenya, and we're traveling from one side of the countryside, and there's a lady coming down the hill with a stick on her head with two buckets of water. Wouldn't even know what a car is. Wouldn't even know what a gas is. Walking for miles to, to bring water to her family. And so being thankful for what we have, sometimes those things small, but they're important to us. The next part of that scripture says, do not be anxious about anything, about anything. And I'm a little anxious over Christmas. I have to be honest with that. I've done only one Christmas shopping. We haven't figured out what we're doing. Been invited to here, been invited to there. Maybe come here, maybe hide out. I'm not sure what we're going to do. But there's a little bit of angst around that. But scripture says, don't be anxious for anything. And the next part, it says, but in every situation, be in prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Again, I'm telling you, this, if you follow this scripture, this is a key to happiness, a key to joy. Now, I love Dave Lichty's message he gives us a couple weeks ago because there's some very practical things that we could learn and place and apply and help us grow through maybe some of those fights as a kid, some of those things that were around. So I'm not negating any of that, but I'm just telling you, this scripture will change your life if you, if you meditate on it. So the peace of God which trans which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God. So when you start getting the, maybe you guys don't, so that negative thinking, oh no, here's going to come build our house again. What's it going to be like? Or other situations where you think, I don't have enough money for this. How can I have a Christmas? I don't even have money for food. Because it's not about, it's not about that. It's the gift giver. Next part of that scripture says, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your, your minds in Christ Jesus. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, I lost it, thank you, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, anything that is, is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So we've got to change our thinking. And it's easy to stand up here and say to do that because I, I, I fight with this myself. Probably one of the most miserable times in my life, I could think back through my working career, was uh, I worked at this company for will be 40 years this year, that I thought I was going to be their next general manager. My boss had talked to me about years. He groomed me for that, and he hired somebody around me. And he brought in somebody that was very qualified, definitely looking back in hindsight. Uh, it was a good move for our company, but it was a tough thing for my ego. So this is what I did. I started griping about it. So this guy that, that employed me for 40 years, that I raised my family in, bought a home, had all these provisions, I started griping about him. I started griping about his business. I started griping about the way he did things. And I became miserable. And I didn't know it when I was in the midst of it because I was in my mind. I was justifying it. But when I started applying this in my life, it changed the way I see things. It changed the way. So a couple of us started getting together praying for his business. Oh, that's novel. Gripe about his business or pray for his business. Pray for increase. Pray for, for favor. Pray for contracts. And so on Tuesday mornings, our, our business workers or leaders or business owners, we pray for that for you almost every Tuesday, that those things would increase in your life. I'm telling you, get a hold of this. Apply this. It'll change your Christmas to Merry Christmas.